Mr. Leg, um, we're at the end of a journey. I think if you look back at the history of the We've Solved Nothing podcast, all the way back to its early incarnations on the radio and now to Sport Calgary, one of the constant themes has been a conversation that you and I have had about the Olympic and Paralympic dream of our hometown and our city. Um, the last time we met, we thought we had a very robust conversation uh, mm-hmm. about what it could be, what it might look like. And here we are a couple of days after the decision was made. And um, again, this is an opinion piece, but uh, I, think, <laughs> <coughs> I think we both share a very similar opinion. Yeah, this, this is going to be an interesting podcast for me. And I, for our listeners, uh, they may not, they may not know, know this, but we do one take. Um, and we don't, we really don't do much editing. I don't edit at all. Uh, this one, <laughs> this one, I might drop a few. All right. So I might have know. to do a little extra work is what you're saying. <laughs> I am, Rob, I am, I, I have such a mix of emotions in me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, from anger to sadness to complete uh, bewilderment. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to begin. Hmm. Well, okay. So I'll, I'll go back, reach back into my work history and do what I used to do. And, and I'll, I'll straddle the fence, play devil's advocate a little bit. One of the things, and I would love your feedback and may, maybe push back on this, is I just felt like when it was all said and done, my first responsibility was to be open-minded about democracy. Yeah. We put it to a vote. Yep. And this is what people voted. Um, there are some in our world that would have immediately said, well, there's, we need a recount or they're, they're, they messed with the system. Or It was a vote. People voted. We live with the numbers. That's as much as that makes me, you know, chew in the you know, back of my mouth, whatever, grind my teeth, whatever. Yep. I felt like I had a responsibility to do that, accept the result. Well, and what's the line that, you know, you, democracy is democracy is not the best form of governance or governing, but it's the the best the best one that we have. Yep. Um, and so, yes, I I I am not I am not going to suggest that we no longer be democratic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But perhaps there are times when we have elected officials and they have to take on the responsibility to make decisions and not put it to a public vote. I think in this particular instance, my frustration is that I suspect a number of people voted no without truly understanding um, the consequences of that decision. And perhaps it's a bit like Brexit in that people make a decision and then they ask questions weeks and months following and like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. And, you know, I, I think there's a, uh, as as a good example, um, I was out for dinner just last night, and uh, my colleague asked our waitress what she th- what she felt of it, and she said that she voted no because it didn't come with a new arena for the Flames. Um, and I just I, I just sat there and I I didn't I didn't say anything and mm-hmm. I, I didn't I didn't respond and I'm I'm like okay, but do you really want? Do you really want the city to be put into a bind whereby you come out and say we're going to build this brand new rink right in the midst of the negotiations between an ownership group um, and a city? Yeah. Th- that would have been completely inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I like we didn't have 
I don't know if we didn't have time or we didn't have the opportunity to t- try and share those messages or if people just truly had made up their mind. Um, and, and they were they were just ticked off against or, or just lacked trust yeah. um, of any institution. And then were, this was their opportunity to stick it uh, to the man, quote unquote, and uh, just, you know, just say no. And, and but with with really no alternative vision, uh, with no instead of let's do this. Uh, the economic arguments to me are perplexing. Calgary puts in the, the, the paper today was already saying the taxes are going up as a result of a number of other issues. The ta- taxes were going to go up mm-hmm. um, regardless. And so now, instead of putting in $390 million and benefiting from all the associated other partners that are going to be mm-hmm. supporting um, and participating, so now we're on the hook if, if we want a field house. We're on the hook if we want a mm-hmm. 5,000 seat arena. We're on the hook if we want to upgrade the 11 existing facilities. We're on the hook if we want to build, you know, the, the affordable housing units. We're on the hook. Like I just, I could go on and on and yeah. on. And for $390 million, if you look at what we were going to get, and I'm talking just purely from an economics perspective, which everyone seemed to be complaining about, that was, that was a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. But there there wasn't the belief in it. It, it. A couple of observations. As you know, one of the joys that I have of talking to you is you and I are able to kind of just go wherever we go. But <laughs> right. we do tend to get, some point, very macro ideas. Yep. And, and at some point, we've got to talk about kind of the societal component to this. But what was interesting was watching the online debate. Mm-hmm. And it's very tribal. And it was us versus you. If yeah. you're no, I don't trust the yes. And if yeah. you're yes, you didn't get the no. And... I, I found what was maybe most frustrating to me were the voices out there that said, I just want the answers to my questions. And right. then somebody would provide them and they would go, well, yeah, but that came from your side. That's right. your side. So yeah. it really was another case, another example of a lot of talking and not a lot of listening. At yeah. least that's an observation I would make. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. So hearing but not listening. Sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, uh, there, that lack of trust, I think, is. I, I, I don't think it's specific to Calgary. It's certainly. Oh, I think it's know, big picture. If you look yeah. at it from a, from a, certainly a U.S. political perspective, I, it, to me that we've we've become that staunch. You're either Republican or, Dem- or Democratic, or, yeah. and and the, neither of the two shall ever meet. Or you um, or you're the Canadians and the Maple Leafs, and and, and, and <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I'll never like yeah. I'll never like Lanny McDonald because he played for Toronto, and yeah. I love Guy Lafleur, yeah. and and just kind of that. It almost seems like this has become more like pro sports, where mm-hmm. I I give my undying fealty to my yeah. team, which is no. So it doesn't matter what you say, and no matter what the logic, no matter how much data, mm-hmm. no matter how much rational thought is presented to one versus the other side, right. and and both sides were. And listen, I am probably I, I'm probably guilty of that too. Um, we it was not going to bend that we were just so staunch in our beliefs. Um, I, I don't know about that, yeah. David. I take you back to some of our earlier conversations, and I think we, you know, not to pat ourselves on the back, yeah. but I think we both made it quite clear that if it makes sense, make right. the economic argument that this makes sense. If it cannot be at any cost. Yeah. I think early on we all said that, and I felt 
as this wore on, particularly, I wasn't really enamored with the last little city hall shenanigans, but at least we got to a place where we go, okay, here it is. Here's the ROI. Here's the investment. This is what security is going to look like. Okay, I am comfortable. They have met. They've checked the boxes for me, right? It wasn't at all cost. I think right from the get-go, make the economic argument. It was made for me. Well, and I agree. And I, I guess part of it, too, is was the demands for the minutia of information that, that really is, I don't want to say impossible, but again, it's, 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 it's so difficult to predict uh, context in eight years' time, mm-hmm. um, particularly from the security perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to predict to the penny what it would have cost to do security in a 2026 right. context is, right. is impossible. That's the one area, and I'd like your feedback on this. That's the one area where I, I, I felt like I appreciated what some on the no side were saying mm-hmm. was how do we know what is – and in all the conversations I did in my post-radio career with, um, uh, with uh, Rick Hansen, when he did the ex- explore, exploration, he spent so much time yeah. on, on security. Those are the most in-depth conversations. Yeah. We don't know is – you know our, here we are excited about drone technology today, but what's it going to look like in yeah. eight I get that. But at some point, where do you stop being paralyzed by fear in the questions and yeah. move forward? Yeah. Is that right? Is that fair? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it is fair. And I, I, it comes back to what we've already said. And, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, we're just repeating ourselves. It's that lack of trust. And so, you know, and I guess at times, too, there were mixed messages. And in the, in the new medium the, the new media, sorry, reality, mm-hmm. um, where messages are being, you know, sent out so rapidly. Right. And it's difficult to know kind of what the truth and what isn't. And, and so as an example of the federal government's willingness to uh, cover cost overruns for security, and I think initially the, the responses, but I, and, and listen, even as someone as, as actively interested as I was, I had a difficult time kind of keeping straight mm-hmm. what the, you know, what the real answers were. Right. And, you know, ultimately the federal government said, no, no, we, we're going to cover the cost of security. I mean, it's our job to ensure that these games are secure. And so we're, we're going to take care of that. But, you know, if people were still, well, we don't know what it's going to cost and it, yeah. we don't want the overruns and we don't yeah. want to be held responsible for yeah. it. And, yeah. and I kept saying, the, the minister just said that the federal government is responsible for security and they will take care of it. But, there's that sense of, well, but we don't know if that's really true. Right. So that that fear. Um, and I guess people have been burned so many times that they just are, are mm-hmm. so jaded um, and so, I don't know, but mistrusting. It, but you said it before, and, and I, I, I think we're doing anybody who might be listening to this podcast a disservice by not at least acknowledging that I think there is a generation issue here too, that I yeah. think that the, the generation that's coming up now um, God love them. They're going to have their own sets of issues that they have to deal with and their mm-hmm. own problems and challenges. They just don't seem to be as willing as uh, the re- maybe when we were younger or, or previous generations of of being entrepreneurs and throwing caution to the wind and 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 doing it. And uh, what worries me is we've seen the death of the dreamer. That we've seen the death of the dreamer. That maybe not the death, but if not, maybe the I don't know, hijacking of the game <laughs> or something. And, and I get it. Mm. I, I understand that there's a cost to everything. But at some point, don't we have to take a risk? Well, and you and I were saying this offline uh, before we pressed record. Yeah, three days ago, I, I was 
I was full. I was full of optimism. I was full of what if. Oh, I thought sixty forty. I um, thought sixty forty. Yes. I was full of yeah. this is going to be fantastic because of all these opportunities that are going to suddenly emerge mm-hmm. and be presented, and we're going to be able to figure them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, and I, I, I see through the lens of my students. I, but it's funny because even some of them, as to your point, were. They didn't necessarily see that, and perhaps it goes back to a comment that you made again offline just before we started recording. Is I got to stop doing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People want to see the sausage being made now. Yeah. And maybe that's. Yeah. Maybe we don't need to. Maybe we're asking to know too much, and we're wanting too much minutia. We're wanting too much detail, and we don't need to. Uh, it's. Well, it's, I it's you not about necessary. This. I said this podcast might go to a different level, <laughs> but is this? And you know this as being an academic, that you know with the the technology revolution, the technical technology revolution, it, it, the numbers are incredible. But w- the, what we've learned, or what how far we've advanced in the last twenty years, you know, far surpassed what we had done in the history of man, sort yep. of thing. And now there isn't anything. There's podcasts about how things work. How does a watch <laughs> work? Well, I'll listen to a podcast and I'll find. Isn't it something as simple as? The problems that the internet creates for people misdiagnosing health issues because they can yeah. go online, yeah, yeah. right? And and all of that, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. there could be something said about ignorance is bliss, mm-hmm. and and I think that's part of what we're talking about. Here. No, I agree, and and people will hang on to specific items, which in the grand scheme of things are perhaps not that significant, but because they impact them directly. Correct. Uh, that's what they'll hold on to, and then, then they're not able to see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. You know, Rob, like as an educator, my job has changed dramatically uh, since the late 1990s mm-hmm. in that, you know, I, I'm no longer the the holder of information because, you know, the almighty Google is is that. My job is to help my students understand how to synthesize it and how to interpret it and how to understand it. And I think, you know... That's dramatically different too, isn't ag- it? Agreed, and yeah. I think maybe that's what didn't happen here that we didn't have that ability to synthesize and to help understand and interpret all the messaging that was taking place. And instead, people would just grab on to, oh, my taxes are going to increase or, oh, uh, the, you know, the rink isn't going to get done or we're not going to have the light rapid transit to the airport. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, my answer is no. Right. Without fully understanding what that really means or what the consequences of that would be. And so we didn't have that ability and maybe it was just a timing issue you know maybe if we had had just even a more you know if if 2026 had had another month to to help shape and to help share information maybe maybe there was an opportunity i've heard that a couple times do you believe that and i and i i'll tell you right now i don't and i'll tell you why but do you believe another month would have made a difference a significant difference in the vote i think the timing of hiring a ceo so mary so mary moran i don't think was hired until the middle of september no Um, I don't (laughs) think Scott Hutchin was named as chair of the board until the middle of summer. And I, you know, even to this day, I don't think the board was ever fully comprised. No. Um, So I think there was a lot of meandering as it related to naming people to the governing board. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the, the, so that doesn't, that's, it wasn't much of a runway. Now, I mean, to the no sides credit, I mean, they, they did it with little to no, financial resources as far as i know Absol- of. Um, it was right. completely grassroots yeah. um you know aaron wade and her group uh it was purely it twitter led and then yeah. um really just community 
meetings really and, and, and interactions. And so, you know, for me to say that we didn't have enough time because of people being hired in positions of power to share information is perhaps a bit naive. Um, but I think I, I, I just so firmly and staunchly believe that the yes side had the right information um, and that it was it was a great deal, mm-hmm. but that we just didn't have enough time or opportunity. I keep saying we um, to share that information and to let people really, really understand it. You know, that, the other thing, too, is, is there were a number of counselors who were very critical and very negative of the bid from the outset, yep. from, from my recollection. And in some cases, to me anyways, it seemed to me that they perpetuated uh, false statements. Um, and and I've I, I, I got to be careful about what I say here, but it just seemed to me that they were willing to allow uh, the perpet- the the myths to perpetuate themselves um and to continue and just to and to kind of wear the crown of i am the you know the taxpayer uh protector and i'm here to be you know to ask critical questions but it it seemed to me that they it it went from critical to being very negative yeah i and you know i don't think personally i don't think an extra month would have made any difference because i don't believe you know i'm painting with a broad brush here and there's clearly going to be somebody from the no side that's going to listen and go well that's not me i'm just i'm just more group think than anything that i think we're reading headlines nowadays we're not reading articles the headline the headline says this good enough i you know what i saw what i read today i read the headline so no amount of time would have made any difference to i mean that's look it's the ernst young all of those things those are dry yeah. Those are dry. I mean, there's no way of making it sexy, and there's no yeah. way of making it fun outside of having celebrities, you know, yeah. voice, you know, voice the versions and read it to you. Yeah. There's a lot of number crunching in there, and there's a lot of interpretation. And as I said before, I think there was a distrust. If you provide, I ask a question, you provide me the answer. Hold it. Which side are you on? Yeah. Again, I keep. I, I think there's a lesson to be learned here about where we're at in Calgary, where we're at in Alberta, where we're at in Canada, where we're at as a society right now. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, much in the way, you remember when Nenshi won? Mm-hmm. He was what? The first Twitter candidate, mm-hmm. right? He used social media. Mm-hmm. I think we learn lessons there. I think there's things to be learned here. That's not comforting to anybody, and it's not intended to be demeaning to the side no. anybody. I just think we we were looking for an investment in time from people to actually answer all their questions that nobody has a time for be the interest yeah. to do. Yeah. I, I wonder too, you know, the narrative of the David versus Goliath and the, you know, people wanting to fight for the underdog. Well, you said stick it to the man. Yeah. I heard that before yeah. too, right? Yeah. And so this sense of, cause the, you know, certainly the yes side and the 2026, uh, were able to access resources, um, that the no side, apparently did not have mm-hmm. um and so it, it looked very much like the money was behind the yes vote right and the, you know the the big power brokers were behind the yes side right um but but yeah i think i think the individual who is jaded and you know kind of angry of the of the institutions telling them what to do this was their opportunity to to push back i want you to answer this question because i'm not in a position anymore and and honestly, I did not pay close attention to it. But were there, in terms of the media coverage of this, were there champions? Were there? It seemed to me that it was easier to be 
you know, the the, the keeper of the purse, and yep. I'm going to stand up for the little guy, um, then champion this cause. And I know Eric Francis from Sportsnet certainly yep. was a vocal champion. Yep. Um, but from I didn't really pay too close attention, for whatever reason, to who was on what side yeah, that way. I would say... I would say that the editorial staff at the Calgary Herald leaned towards positive mm-hmm. and trying to identify, okay. you know, the strengths and the opportunities. And then the Calgary Sun, uh, in particular Rick Bell, um, was very negative um, and very critical of the games. Um, and I think, again, I, certainly it seemed to me that the Calgary Sun wore that with a badge of honor. Um, you know, I got I got a kick out of the Calgary University of Calgary's Gauntlet newspaper mm-hmm. um, ha- saying that they did not support uh, the bid. I, like the University of Calgary, and now again, I'm a Mount Royal faculty member, so it's easy for me to, <laughs> you know, poke There's fun that of tribalism. That's again. right, <laughs> poke fun of the University of Calgary. Um, like uh, you look what they stood to gain: um, a new field house, a new 5,000 seat mid sized arena. Upgrades to McMahon Stadium and that entire yeah. uh, foot, you know, uh, Foothills yeah. Park area, um, an upgraded Olympic Oval. Uh, I mean, I could just I could go on and on and on and on, without putting in a dime. Uh, the University of Calgary would not have been asked to financially support, you know, any of that, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. But look at what they stood to gain just from a facilities perspective, let mm-hmm. alone the marketing side of things of live from the University of Calgary campus. The Olympic Oval, sure, um, and they didn't support it uh, for the life of me. That you know, it's those kind so of. So who didn't support it? The University of Calgary, the, the University, newspaper. No, the University of Calgary's newspaper. Right, um, but th- there's the disconnect, right? Yeah. Like you know, we're not again back sticking it to the man. We're yeah. not the university's newspaper. We're independent. We're the, we're, we're, the, we're, the we're not going to be here in four yeah. or five years. We're going to be yes. taxpayers, and I'm not going to on yeah. and on and on it goes. I get it. I understand it. I just uh, w- to me. I, what did we learn? Like, are we going to go through this again? Is this? Some, are we going to go through? Do we? Do, do, do we regroup and try to go for twenty thirty? Is that how? Uh, this works? Well, it's funny because you know, you know, it took me about four hours before I started wondering about that too. I don't know, Rob. I don't know. I. I think I think I'm going to be angry for the next seven years. Um, I hope I'm not. I hope I'm able to get over this and start thinking so about. So you're, you're in, in straight up fairness. You're angry. I'm disappointed. I, I, I guess I'm angry, but you're yeah. angry. Eh? Yeah, I am. I am. Um, I'm angry that you know our city won't have the the benefits that would accrue from this whole process. Um, I'm angry that my students are no no longer going to have this to have as a beacon. You know, well, you would have been a pipeline. You would have been a pipeline. Oh, correct. My goodness. You for your yeah. students. Your students would have been right in, right coming from Mount Royal, right into the yeah. the, uh, the the right into you know whatever you know the organization would have yeah. looked like. Right? Yeah. Oh, exactly. So yeah, I mean, I am. I'm angry um, for those reasons, and I'm angry that you know that you know that that we allowed it to get to this point. Um, I am I am disappointed and angry that. You know, there's probably lots of fingers to point, and you know, who knows? Maybe I'm in there somewhere too, as far as the missteps along the way, um, and why it why it did not turn yeah. out the way I would have liked. Yeah. Now, whether or not we can regroup and and look at a a subsequent uh, games or a future games, I, yeah, maybe. Um, I guess where I'm anxious is that you know Salt Lake City, which is also a very strong bid. Um, 
will either bid for 2030 or potentially get the games in 2026. Um, and so I, I guess I'll watch kind of that process now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, get, I come back to, though, had we gotten through this plebiscite and had we had a bid, in my opinion, we would have had the games. Oh, I yeah. And maybe I shouldn't have been that naive, but that was the assumption I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was interesting, the IOC's kind of comments afterwards, that they weren't surprised. Um, yeah. I, you know, I... Uh, Take it with a grain of salt, I would suggest. But yeah, and they're, i mean—they're the holder of the of the game, so they yeah. have to—they have to play—they have to play their cards tight to the chest and and play the political game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they 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 ultimately are responsible for ensuring the games happen. Yeah. Um, so in some is cases, is this a blow to them? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's it's another. Is it a rebuke of them? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, and I I think it's. You know, it's another piece because, you know, the no side certainly made this clear. And to their credit, they were able to sell this as, as, the, as, the, as the concern is there have been a number of cities that have said no um, and have pulled out for a variety of reasons, whether it's a plebiscite or whether it's just a decision by government to, to no longer pursue it. And so we're, we're another one mm-hmm. um, that's done so. And as a former host, I think that's particularly hard. Um, and one that really held being an Olympic host in, as part of our DNA and something that we were really proud of and something uh, that we that, held very high. And I think that's I think, another interesting. Yeah, point, I think eh? that one yeah. will sting. In that, yeah. you know, Calgary, the the winter sports city, you know, the one that presents itself internationally as you know a former host of the 1988 Olympic Games, saying no, um, I think will will be difficult. See, now uh, I think I'm getting angry. <laughs> no, but, you know, now that you've articulated it that way, I mean, <coughs> we, we have been, you know, uh, my friend Katrina LeMaydon reminds yeah. me all the time, you're not a former Olympian. You're, you're always an Olympian. An Olympian. Yeah. You're an Olympian. And, yeah. and you're an Olympic city. And we have always prided ourselves mm-hmm. on, and 88 is such part of our yeah. DNA and what we yeah. are. Is that tarnished now? Yeah, do we, and, do we, and do, do we suddenly turn our back on that? Like, what are we now? Um, who is Calgary? And I think I, cause I, cause for so long in my mind anyways, mm-hmm. Calgary was an Olympic city. Um, but, and I guess we always will be because we did host the games. You can't, you can't erase that part of our history, but the fact that we've turned our back on the movement so abruptly, not abruptly, but so dramatically, um, does that no longer mean that we are no longer part of the fold and we don't want to be part of that family and we want nothing to do with it? I, I think that's perhaps how it could be interpreted. I will say, you know, I'm, I'm, I've tried to, as best I can, to kind of be level-headed here, but I will say the one, one thing that really bothered me in this, if, if we're venting a bit, was the abuse that Olympians took supporting this. Oh, that yeah. people... You know, we don't need to hear from you athletes. So let me get this straight. Every four years, we're <laughs> cheering for them. The other three years, we'll do what yeah. we always do, which is ignore them. And then yeah. we put them up on pedestals for two weeks again. And then when it really matters, their their opinion doesn't doesn't count. I, I just I found that very distasteful. I found it, yeah. you know, very beneath us. I, th- I, I don't think that was a very Calgarian Canada. And I don't think it was everybody. I think it was certain people. But I talked to Grace Defoe and I talked yeah. to other athletes who could not believe the vitriol that was spewed their way mm-hmm. uh, about this. And I, and I just was not comfortable with that. Not, you know, again, I get it. There's, you know, democracy and, and the no side one. I get yeah. that part. But I didn't like that. 
I didn't think there was room for that. I didn't think we needed that. Well, and I, there were a couple times where they were making comments about, you know, these wealthy elite uh, amateur, you know, these these athletes who are just... I would like to meet them. Yeah, so, so deep-pocketed. I'm like, are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> I'd like to meet that person. Yeah. You know, th- they don't exist. No. They're a, they're a unicorn. Oh, and, you know, the few... There are a few, but let's be... Let's be clear. They are few. Um, yeah. Like. The, yeah. No. <clears throat> and so, but yet that's that's how they got painted. Um, you know, as these wealthy elites uh, that are pushing their own agenda and are going to be, you know, able to drink the champagne in the red carpet once the games come. And it, that's not the reality. That's no. that's not that's certainly not in my. But again, it's back to this tribalism. Uh, it's back to yeah. how we. I guess now we fight elections. We used to host elections. We used to yeah. have elections. Now we fight elections. Yeah. And and it disappoints me that that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Let's not end this second, but let's, as we head towards the finish line on this podcast, there's got to be something positive. There's got to be something we can do. There's got to be, what do we do? Where do we go? How How do we... <clears throat> pick ourselves up by our bootstraps because we've always said that we're yep. resilient we're you know this is what we do we did it after the flood etc cetera, etc cetera. Yep. isn't that isn't that what we have to do now well yeah i think you're right um yeah there's not going to be any any real benefit to you know bringing me on the podcast and listening to me bitch and moan for the next Eight years, so I'd like. I'm to happy think. to do it if you'd like. I mean, I have no problem. <laughs> I'd like to. Think There's that, nobody I prefer, but <laughs> that I'm going to turn the corner, yeah. and at least be able to, uh, you know, identify some positives and mm-hmm. and some ways forward. We talked a long time ago about the benefits and the legacies of simply bidding for games, mm-hmm. and I think I think there are some that we can now uh, capitalize on, and one of them is just simply an understanding about our sport infrastructure, um, and what our, what our priorities are for sport infrastructure in Calgary. And that we've highlighted, we've, we've gotten to the minutia as to what the costs would be, where they could be, how they could look. So I think that work has been done. Um, and we can benefit, we can benefit from that. Now, finding, finding the dollars to do that, um, I guess is the next step, but, you know, in order to, to get to that step, you had to come up with the ideas first. So, so we can check that box. Um, we can say that, you know, we've been talking about a field house for the last 15 to 20 years. Well, we've got the renderings, we've, we've got the, you know, the, the specs, we've got the costs, blah, blah, blah. Now let's just get the money and build it. I think we got to hold, I think we got to hold the city's feet to the fire on that. Yes. I, I think that's part, part of this is, is that can be a leg, not a legacy, but that yeah. we, we can't lose sight of the things that we talked about and the importance. They can't yep. just go by the wayside, yep. right? I think the other legacy too, and now even though the vote on Tuesday was 57-43 or whatever it is, mm. there were still 43% of the people that voted that were staunchly behind wanting to bid for a games and were supportive of sport and recreation and all the good things that it provides in a community. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and maybe those people have never been engaged before. Maybe those people haven't been uh, tapped on the shoulder to become supporters and partners within sport and recreation. And so perhaps, you know, we can, we can say that that's a win in and of itself, that these people were willing to say yes and were willing to say that I believe in the possibilities of these things and we can build on that. It wasn't, it wasn't as many as I would have liked and it wasn't as many mm-hmm. as we needed um, in order to continue the, the discussion forward. Um, but 
but maybe we can build on that. Uh, maybe we can recognize that there are people there that weren't before, um, and we can use we can take that as solace. The last thing I will say, Rob, mm-hmm. there is still hope that on Monday, <laughs> I don't know when this podcast is going to be broadcast, that City Council, in their great wisdom, decides to overlook the results of the plebiscite and move the bid forward. That is still a remote possibility. That could happen. Would you be comfortable with that? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would. Um, I'm not sure if I was a city councillor, I would. Uh, but See, I'm I, not sure I'd be comfortable <laughs> with that. I think, you know, I, you said something early on about, you know, and I, this is how I felt about it. I always felt like the plebiscite was a passing of the buck. Hmm. That, yeah, you know what? No, you guys do it. Ah, you guys do it. You know, we could we could do a whole podcast of, well, why didn't we have a plebiscite on this? Why didn't we have a plebiscite yes, on that? Exactly, didn't, exactly. You know, and I get it, but on the same token, there has to be some fundamental democracy here. You asked for it. You got it. We yeah. didn't like it. We move on. Um, I don't know how I'd feel about that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I'd feel about that. Well, yeah. and I, you know, again, maybe it shows my own blindness, uh, you know, to the benefits of the games coming here. Um, I am just so, mm-hmm. you know, so on that one side that I am, uh, I don't want to say whatever it would take, um, but I, you know, I, I would, I would, I would smile if on a Monday city council went against what I, you know, assume is going to happen. Yeah. And somehow the games lived. I mean, this Harry Potter has not died yet. This could be that the games, the games that lived and they continue to survive. But uh, I'm, I'm guessing that's unlikely. I, I think, yeah. To, to <laughs> me, I think we've learned, I think we've learned some lessons. I think we've seen some things. Some of it we don't want to look. I, the one that I hope, and, you know, I feel like every other naive person that's ever, you know, bitched about, the internet and, and what's said in social media. And so there's a lot of things I didn't like. I didn't like the equation, like just the timing of it. The, the library opens up and all of a sudden people were going, oh, hey, right. no, 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 no. That's not how this works. You know, I want every, if you want it in my city, I want it. You know, if it yeah. works for you, I may never go into it, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. That, that, I didn't like that kind of picking and choosing and things like that. And I just, as I said to you, I just did not like the way it was handled by some, I, I'm hoping there was, you know, a sober second thought after this going, did it really need to be this? Could we not? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other thing, and my only criticism of the no side is give me an alternative. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to give me an alternative. Yeah. Don't be afraid to say no, because we could do this. Because today, what's on the horizon? Yeah. What, you know, yeah, a tax increase. You, you brought that up. Mm-hmm. But what's on the horizon? Mm-hmm. And and who are we and what are we? Mm-hmm. And you know, I just, I don't want to be that group of, you know, hands in our pockets whistling while everybody else mm-hmm. is doing stuff. And um, I'll just say this, uh, the best of my knowledge, Kamloops, Regina, Saskatoon, and Edmonton has three or four, and we have no field houses. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? Mm-hmm. How is that possible? Right? I, yeah, I, I think we're the only, I've said this before, although I don't, yep. I don't know if this is correct, but I think we're the only city over 100,000 people in Western Canada that does not have a field house. Right. We have the oldest football stadium in the league. Yep. Perhaps, I guess you could argue Montreal's is older. Um, we have the oldest rink in the NHL. Yep. Yep. Um, our facilities from 1988 are hitting the end of their life cycles. They are. They are. That's the reality of it. Yeah. That's the reality of it. And, you know, not to make light of anybody or not to point fingers at anybody, but 
If you want to keep saying, well, somebody else will pay, somebody else will pay, somebody else will pay, yeah. you at some point you got to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. At some point you got to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. We will see. My friend, this has been an amazing couple of years, hasn't it? I not <laughs> not the result you were looking for, and you've already left the door open, and maybe it's not over, but um, it has been a learning experience. I'll tell mm-hmm. you that the modern games. Uh, the modern, you know, Paralympics, the Olympics, mm-hmm. the modern Olympic movement, and just how society operates and how groupthink and the social media impact of everything—it's been a fascinating laboratory. I'll tell you that. It has been fascinating. I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> Clearly, this time we've solved nothing. <laughs>